0: Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Detzel. This podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm
1: Chris Stetzel.
0: All right, Chris, how are you doing?
1: Not pretty good. How about you? It's hot here in Dallas.
0: Is it really? Well, I know we're in that lovely period where it's uh, uh, it gets way too hot.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It, it was 105 degrees this weekend. Um, oh, Saturday and then Sunday, I think we had a cold front of 98 degrees and Friday was 105 or 6. So oh. yeah, it was...
0: Oh, put on a coat. <laughs> for for the, cold, cold for the cold front on yeah. Sunday, yeah. It's crazy. Well, uh, I don't know how... Uh, uh, we have a... A guest with us today, uh, uh, Donnie Weinstein. Donnie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. My, my understanding is that you hail from um, the city, right? Uh, from San Francisco Bay Area?
2: I'm actually outside of uh, you know, the greater suburbs of Sacramento in a place called Granite Bay, and it's actually been pretty hot here too, and, and, and unusually hot. So I think we may have topped you guys this past weekend at about 109.
1: Whoa. Oh. jeez.
2: So, yeah. uh, that's-
1: You're not surprised or even shocked. Like, oh well, gosh,
2: you got some humidity; that ours is dry. Ours is dry heat, so it's
0: interesting. Like once it gets past a certain, does it matter? Like no. 105 is like, uh, it's just what you could make it 110 doesn't matter anymore. It's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it just helps. The- <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, Donny, thank you so very much for joining us. Um, I, I, we could talk about the weather, but because it's, it's just, it's just damn hot. I, I'm just, I'm just done with it. I, you know, I'm really looking for a relationship with a cold front.
2: Um, is there.
0: A- <laughs> yeah, exactly correct, and, and I'm perfectly okay being indoors, but uh, uh, it is wonderful to have you on our podcast, and uh, thank you very much for joining us, um, and, uh, you know, but we'll start off a little bit, you know, when we were talking about in our pre-show discussion how we, you know, we have a chance of interviewing such wonderful people and talent in the community space, and you're uh, another one of those uh, great individuals to chat with. Um, just your experience and kind of sharing some of it, I thought was great. So we'd love to get into it. But, you know, you know, Donnie, tell us a little bit about, uh, about yourself and how you got into the space and, and how we got here.
2: Sure. Well, Michael and Chris, appreciate uh, having, you, having me on the show. Uh, my name is uh, Donnie Weinstein. I've been in the community space uh, for more than 12 years now. Um, I really didn't have a direct path to getting into it, but fortunately, I uh, was on the ground floor of the HP social care team back in the end of 2007 and it spent quite a few years in HP consumer support, managing a variety of global programs, um, but essentially was on the ground floor of a team that was chartered with building out a branded uh, community for HP consumer support. Uh, we had won a JD Power Award back in 2006, and in 2007, they decided not to renew it because we were missing a branded or an HP owned uh, forum. Uh, they had it on the compact, they ended up killing it after the, after the merger. And so uh, we went to the IT team that said, well, we'll, we'll probably get you one in about four years. And we said, well, we can't wait that long. And uh, we got to go hmm. external. Uh, we vetted you know, the vendors at that time, which really were being led by Lithium and, and Jai back in 07. Yeah. Uh, went with Lithium. And again, we basically uh, hit a grand slam. So in short order, we launched uh, seven language communities uh, to serve with global customers. Again, this is for the home and micro business. People own PCs, printers, tablets. Um, and really with the goal of driving support deflection. And we went fairly quickly from zero to 60 to the point where I don't think Lithium had seen uh that volume ever in such a short order. <laughs> um, but it was great learning from the best at that time. We had because of our scale, we had access to some of the the leaders in the space, like Joe Cothwell, the chief community officer. We yeah, learned was
0: kind of at the I wouldn't say the beginning, but there was definitely a a start of uh midterm lithium is around there yeah good, good. yeah i know this
2: is so from the you know, way to you know 2010 we launched a seven language communities and mm-hmm. really from that point on um you know established you know a, an incredible super user program um mm-hmm. won num- a number of grantsville awards and really became gold standard within uh, the company uh, my specific role was really focused on the launches and the administration and the english side but also training the regional teams on You know, how do you build, launch, and scale, but then also best practices around community uh, management in those seven languages. Um, You know, so really, it was a great seven-year run. Toward the end, we kind of broadened our our expertise or our uh, services around how do you serve customers across Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, In 2015, or at the end of 2014, I should say, I was recruited by Domo, which was a pre-IPO startup uh, in the SaaS business, uh, based on data analytics business intelligence. They were very well-funded. Uh, Their COO, Steve Welland, understood the value of community, and they found me through a paid uh, recruiter. Uh, My charter was to build out uh, their brand new community. Now, very different from a very wide open uh, HP community serving anybody and their grandmother to serving, you know, an IT business professional who's managing data for an executive team. Demo was very secretive uh, up until that point, meaning you had to sign an NDA to access their or license their product. Oh wow uh, and so they didn't have marketing material they didn't have a community uh, but that was all gonna change. they the day that I was hired, that I started in January of, of 2015 they had, they had decided. And that was at
0: the beginning of your uh, time with them, right?
2: Correct. I oh, got it. did uh, my first day the job they had uh, secured the date for their first customer conference which was called Dumbapalooza. And so I literally had 90 days to um, go live for the community. So we spent those three months really educating the, the executive team on you know what is community what's the value of it? understanding the fact that you know what they had already agreed to with lithium at that time was not going to serve my needs in that short order so again garnering for uh, a six-figure check which I was able to secure a virtual project team to help uh, serve launch and then we you know we built it out uh, and went live uh, at the uh the conference and so really over the last five years I've been able to uh you know build scale and integrate that community Uh, but this was a little bit different than hp which really was very oriented around uh, support and support deflection certainly we had a bit of advocacy with the super user program uh, at hp but in the case of domo i understood that you know i'm serving now the coo and there's opportunity to drive value across the organization so after getting things up and running my initial uh next beachhead is really to drive innovation uh with the ideas exchange you know securing support Uh, VP of engineering to have some of his product managers involved in reviewing ideation in the community. Uh, But then, of course, there was an archaic wiki uh, that Domo had that was really uh, had had a very poor experience. And so the fact that we were able to drive and and have customers create incredible content very rapidly, that quickly became sort of our interim uh, CMS before they went to a more uh, professional one. And the longer term, uh, really helping drive and educating the, the marketing team on the opportunity around uh, around advocacy. And so there, with the super user program that I was that I established, um, I you know I, present, I had the opportunity to present at more than thirty <coughs> uh, Domo user groups over the last several years. And in many cases, my top community contributors uh, who were in those particular cities would either be not only be in attendance, but they would also be on the agenda to speak about you know their experiences with Domo. But well, we, were, we were really able to, to tie in, um, you know, with the help of some of the data scientists that we had, the fact that we, we could actually show those accounts that had active members of community versus those accounts that did not were, were typically healthier and less at risk based on the uh, company health score model that we had developed internally.
0: So you have like the golden uh, data point that everybody wants to have, right? That, that an active community member is actually a more buying. You know, person. You know, and however, whatever vector you've used to create that story, uh, I think use word "healthy account," which uh, there is probably some factors around that. Yeah, I
2: yeah, and in the case of a SaaS business, I mean, when you start talking about upsell and retention and renewals uh, yeah. of a software license, that that speaks volume to the executive team, and and so being able to to show that, and even have people who are not the stars and communities as you know, folks who could actually speak at the user groups or webinars or even uh, be reference points for either existing business or new business, um, you know, was very gratifying. I think when I left OMO earlier this year due to a big round of layoffs due to COVID, um, one of the most gratifying things for me, and certainly had quite a few recommendations that I had solicited from peers that I worked with, but getting unsolicited recommendations from customers that I impacted because of the work we did in community and how much that knowledge and experience help their careers as an IT professional, that was just, uh, you know, off the charts for me. Oh, that's awesome. You have actually had people kind of uh,
0: unsolicited come to like, hey, thank you very much for helping me in my my learning, my understanding. It's helped me in my career. It's uh, I, You've actually had that?
2: Yep. Yeah. So oh, if you go to the profile page, you'll see in the 37 recommendations I have, there's, there's you know, two, almost two person, those... Um, you know, those power players in Domo that were stars in the community, you know, they credit, you know, their success with Domo very much hinging upon the time and experience that they had in the community. Hmm. Without that, they would not have been able to ramp up and, and adopt the product as quickly as they did and also to learn and grow with the help of others like them uh, in, in connecting those people and connecting those dots uh, in the community. That's really the power of, of community at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I like that last part. Um because I, I think it's so key. I mean, you, you talk about um, getting those users to adopt the product, uh, you know, at a higher rate quickly. But then more so, connecting to people just like them. And I mean, it's it's it's, it's what I preach daily.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and when you're in a you know, and when you're in a you know startup that's just ramping up from you know, when I joined, there were 400 people, and when I left, there were we were close to you know almost approaching a thousand people. Um, you know. The the you can't really you can't scale as fast as you can with uh, communities. I mean, you know, the technical writing of content, the use cases, of, or the knowledge share. You know, in YouTube, when you're starting to connect those power users of the product to each other, either online and then in person, either at your annual conferences or at regional meetups in Chicago, New York, San Francisco, wherever it may be, and then they're you know they're basically feeding off each other, uh, and then they're sharing that back, saying, "Okay, you guys just released this new." you know, a new set of features, have you thought about using it this way? They're telling us how to use a product better than we even could figure it out at, uh, at a faster rate. So that's how you scale. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Even <laughs> no, any- I love
1: how... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I love how you connected um, face-to-face, you know, unfortunately with COVID today, you know, there's not any face-to-face meetings, you know, with customers or, you know, conferences and those kinds of things. I do think there's a direct correlation with relationship building where you can go see... Face to face, these other community people, right? They start talking about it and get excited. And you talk to them and, and all those kinds of things, and then they start doing lots of cool things, you know, user groups and things like that. Uh, uh, right now, is it, it's a lot harder to do those things, you know?
2: Yeah, and and even before I left, and COVID kicked in, uh, we started to do weekly, <clears throat> you know, weekly Zoom events uh, with our Power customers and community, and to kind of replicate that. Uh, the user experience, and they kind of took it, you know, we sort of initiated it, and then they started running it on their own. And even now that I've gone, I found out that they they started their own Slack channel on top of that. So, hmm. um, you know, even last summer when we were doing the, you know, the Doma hosted ones, you can, you know, there's just so many you can do every year because they're they're expensive, they require a lot of resources, you've got to staff them. So maybe we could pull off 12 to 15 a year. Um, and we got to the point where, you know, we need to start giving the keys to the city to these trusted customers. So I would be in Chicago and say, hey, Scott, you know, how about next month you, you know, we'll we'll pick up, we'll buy some pizzas for you, whatever. Um, Get some people together in Chicago. The same thing in Boston. We had that, you know, happen several times where they'd meet up in a Boston beer garden or at a, um, you know, a a place in Chicago, wherever it may be. But that's really how you scale at the end of the day uh, those kinds of events. And then, of course... The, you know at, at these user events, these you'll have just amazing things where your customers will just blow you away with things that that have hap- that will happen. So, for example, <laughs> one of my uh, top stars in community he had, a, he had an awesome um, his his handle was called st__superman. underscore superman, and he guys the guy just loved his initial address, but he just loved Superman. So his avatar was actually half Clark Kent and half Superman. We had we we launched our first uh, certification program this last little year ago as part of the education team, and we had a contest for the first ten people to reach you know um, we call it major domo. That was kind of the admin level. You have level one, level two, and then the highest is is major is major domo. And so we had a contest where the first ten customers to achieve major domo, we were going to get them this awesome uh, award. So, so Scott was actually the first one to do it. And we got the these awesome plaques in the office just before the Chicago user group. So actually, I actually presented it to him in person. So right the meetup in in Chicago, we got you know thirty people in the loop uh, downtown, probably twenty great customers, and he's on a major Domo panel. And then I'm i presented to him later. When I'm talking about community. I present him his award. A ward. Mm-hmm. Well, little that I know, we had a, a brand new customer from the Chicago Mercantile Exchange in the audience, and you know she's branded the community. Or I say to the product. Um, and well, I was up there on stage with Scott, and she's talking to her colleague She's like, "Oh my gosh, that's Superman in the flesh." <laughs> he's answered like twenty. He's answered like twenty questions of mine in the community. I've learned so much from him. So <laughs> we then go after the event uh, to you know to the bar for the happy hour, and you know the scales tell me it's like you know I want a photo with the double celebrities. It's like she's calling this new, you know, this, new, this new terminology. It's just like this incredible stuff, and you can never imagine these things happening.
1: <laughs> I love it. You know, all these things and really cool things that you're talking about is, you know, uh, it's just really awesome. But then I start thinking about all the work that you have to do inside, you know, to get all that going. Right. big like yeah, you, you know, I think of all the tactics, you know, the strategy itself, but all the tactics you have to drive to do it. So when. You think when you're talking about like a, a super user program, how did you start that, you know, and, and then all these other things to how'd you get them to the event, you know, what, what are all the things you had to go do to to get them this, you know, really cool plaque or, or you know what I mean. So it's no hey, right. I, let's say it again.
2: Yeah, there, there, there's a ton of heavy lifting involved, and, you know, one of the, you know, the keys that I would certainly, you know, preach is that you really need to be listening to, uh, you know, to your customers. So even before we got started, we did a road show where, you know, I told the the, the Domo team, I said, hey, I, I need to go meet some of your top customers before we go live because I need to understand, you know, what do they want to talk about? What are they talking about today? Because those conversations are already happening. You know, the analogy that I give to many people is, you know, community just didn't show up 20, 30 years ago with the internet you know these are conversations that, that our grandparents and great grandparents were having you know years ago around the dinner table the neighborhood mm-hmm. barbecue the kids soccer game you know if you've got a problem with your car you're not gonna, you're not going to go pick up the phone and call Ford you're going to go call your your trusted friend joe or the same thing with the refrigerator you're not going to go and call GE you're going to go talk to your okay who knows who knows about you know how to fix refrigerators so it's the same kind of thing and so you kind of get that framework, and you got to start small, and you got to drive conversations to those, you know, those few boards. And as the community starts to ramp up, you'll get a flavor, of, you know, based on what customers want to talk about. Because again, it's yeah. all about them, not about what you know your tech support team says they want to talk about or what engineering wants to talk about. It's got to be, you know, you have that customer uh, orientation. Um, interesting. The super user program, you know, we clearly did clearly did this at HP. We built up multiple levels and and so forth. And so with the case of Domo. I wanted to create something that was more tailored to their culture so dome was actually slang for thanks in japanese so if you think about it, thank you very much that's arigato. you know our founder josh james loved japan he was fluent in japanese that was the first country we went to uh we actually launched a japanese uh section of the community six weeks after we went live with english so when it came up with the name of the community i wanted something that would be uh aligned with that and we came up with the name dojo like a martial arts center of excellence so it was called the dojo mm. Community. And the, the, the gamification or the ranking structure I came up with, uh, like a martial arts studio, we came up with a belt structure. So as you start out, you're a visitor, you earn a white belt, an you know, orange belt, all the way up to black belt. Um, now, in the early days, we only had up to, let's say, blue belt, and then we started we added more levels. And in 2019, at our annual community awards, I was kind of like my, my Oscars at our, our annual conference, uh, we had a big step and repeat wall with the Dojo logo. Um, and in previous years, when, when we had you know a lot of a lot of funding, uh, I would leverage the executive experience swag. So let's say in twenty eighteen, our my top members would get Domo branded AirPods. Anyway, and those were a couple hundred dollars a pop. And people are like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Well, as you know, finances started getting tight, and we're now public. We got to be more diligent with our money. Mm. Um, wasn't getting that funding, and so I got creative. And I went to my kids' martial arts studio, and I said, "Hey, where do you guys procure your belts?" And they connected me to the vendor. And actually procured real black belts because it was the first time we had five members reach black belt status. So I got real black belts, one end with the DOMA logo, the other end with the Dojo logo, and the community handle in the middle. Nobody except me knew about it, had under under a blanket at the event, and people were blown away. I mean they were floored that they were like, Oh my god, I gotta get one of these. And we saw our our just our participation and traffic uh, just go <laughs> through, through
0: after that. It's I love it. How those small things work, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, it's it brings this whole idea of exclusivity, and uh, you know, it creates this. I hate I've used the term alpha geek status, right? The, uh, these individuals who are, you know, they're just lauded on the community. Uh, the story about Superman, and I forget the uh, the story about the, the Chicago mercantile uh, person. Uh huh. Is a I've I could almost recreate or there are equivalent stories that I've, I've gone through and some others uh, that are almost the same. And it's just really fun to see that interaction.
2: Well, that just, you know, it. you go through, uh, you know, and that I, I mean, again, I did it did for a long time, but you get to those kinds of experiences and those, those aha moments. It's like, that just the reward for all the hard work uh, is just. <laughs> yeah. when you I, I that, will have to, I will restate what you just said.
0: And I agree with 100%. We talked about this a lot. Is listen to your customers first. Um, I think, Uh, And I don't know what your experience is, and I'll just make a statement around how an enterprise can go for a while and think they, quote, unquote, know the customer, but they don't. And sometimes it takes like a community activity internally to kind of go through that uh, iteration and -hmm. realize uh, that there is definitely some blind spots, right? And they haven't really listened. And maybe some of the effort is actually telling those who will, quote, unquote, own that experience that there's a little bit different way to look at things. I don't know what you think.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, we had quite a bit of, um, you know, I would say healthy discussions to put it, uh, (laughs) it, uh, you know, about the structure of our cab, you know, customer advisory board. I said,
0: Uh, okay, it's great. It's
2: great to have, you know, all the executives that are writing big checks, but what about the worker bees that are actually delivering the value to those executives? You know, where are they at? Because they know the product better than anybody else.
0: Exactly correct.
2: And that's that's actually the, you know, when I go go back to this, you know, community becoming the horizontal. So again, you know, most people get support, reflection, communities creating solutions, education can harvest the content, they get that value. You know, innovation took a little bit of education. It's probably six months of negotiation negotiation with the VP, VP of engineering to get those resources. So I'd actually have PMs, product managers in there to review ideation. You know, again, you've got, this my this gold mine of of wealth of, of customers, you know, suggesting ideas and voting them up. Um, that's much more effective short term than, let's say, running out and doing focus groups. Yeah. But then again, on the marketing side, when they're seeing, um, you know, again the, you've got all the references for upsell retention, uh, having access to these people that are really pushing a product to the next level, especially as you're releasing new features. Um, you know, they they just take your game to another level and make you better. So if we're able to not only connect them to each other so that they're sharing that knowledge to help those their sister accounts, but even providing that feedback loop to you so that um, you know engineering gets better, marketing gets better, everybody gets better from having that uh, that full life cycle.
0: Did you in your time uh especially at Domo, did you did you see kind of the shift of the universe uh, of focus, I guess would say would be kind of it, it almost seemed like there was a shift, and maybe I'm editorializing a bit of, you know, everybody, the different markets, but they were beginning towards the end, kind of using community as a source of, of innovation, where do ideas come from? Hey, can you ping a customer for me? Or can you ask this question, like kind of a shift in the center of the universe? I don't did that exist for you? Or, did, or is it just a, a natural progression?
2: No it was certainly an evolution and and um, as we would get scale on you know number of votes received or even having an I- idea with not only a lot of votes but also 20 30 40 comments I would get you know requests for okay who were those counts who, who are the customers behind those those uh, avatars yeah, it like what, wealth
0: of knowledge right
2: what, what accounts they represent how much yeah. ARR behind the, behind that and put together reports. So that, you know, because again, engineering, they, they got pressed to, to shift the way for time to, to, to build more products. Um, and so they wanted a more summarized, concise report as to, okay, give me the top, you know, the top 50 ideas right now based on votes and based on comments, and also the dollars that are being spent around that. And you, you present it that way. And then of course they want to say, okay, I want to talk to this customer. and you connect the PM. They would develop that relationship. The same is also true on the marketing side you know, I was heavily involved in helping drive uh, and co- coordinate the user group uh, program, uh, not only presenting that, but also bringing people to the table. So, you know, reference mm-hmm. calls but also having speakers who could talk about, you know, the same guy, Scott Thompson from Abbott, um, who would speak at multiple conferences or, say, multiple user groups, but then they'd also be showcased at our annual um, annual conference. Um, and then, of course, for me, the, the annual event where it was like the Uber user group, Anybody that had a belt uh, would get an invite to my party at the end of a conference, and then of course mm. I would showcase, you know, the you know top solution author, most liked author. Uh, but I'll, I would also run a contest because there's also this other segment. You've got of course the one percenters that everybody targets and goes after, but now what I'm also seeing is now there's there's this ripe opportunity, which is really that probably the one to fifty percent who are they're they're super fans of the brand. Yep. they love using a product they have no time to engage community yeah um, and so how do you tap into that advocacy and so um, finding a way to measure you know are they are they consuming and I've had a you know conversation with another uh, an advocacy product company recently about this and they've got an interesting interesting scorecard about how they measure you know customers um Advocacy of their brand, and so they start looking at okay, are they reading articles? Are they attending webinars? Are they showing up at user groups? Mm-hmm. They may be more passive, but that's also another uh, ripe area to to tap into. But again, it goes back to we look at all right. You've got the the activity of the content that's being created, but also we you, you know you want to look at also the traffic and the eyes that uh, and the consumption of that content by the lurkers, you know, coming into community. But to yeah, your point, right? Educating the the you know the customer success managers, the account executives for accounts, they would start using the community as a, a selling point to say, hey, you know, we've got a re- we have a healthy community. There's a, a rich base of users that are already out there, and that would be sort of a checklist item for you know potentially for new business.
0: Well, here's an interesting one for you. So, uh, being at an analytics focused company. How how difficult or how easy was it, or your challenges in getting some of these analytics you're talking to from a community perspective uh, to be able to present?
2: Yeah, so I think that th- there's still a green field here uh, in this space. I mean, Lithium had a pretty good set of out of the box uh, and you know analytics that we could pull from. Uh, they had they have a very good API, and that was a um, a source of real data for us to then consume in our engine. Uh, but then, of course, you know, managing that to deliver things that I thought were more more, more relevant. Um, to get us, you know, to get a, a, a regular report as far as you know, traffic, engagement, consumption, uh, things like that. You know, the 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 health the account health scorecard that was really being driven by you know some very very super smart data scientists at Domo. Uh, they like I said, they created this health score model. Um, that was a little more challenging to tie into. Okay, how do you you know really show the direct linkage from this customer's activity to the account health? Exactly. more of this 35,000 view say, okay, let's look at it. the aggregate of, okay, active members versus no, nobody at all in the account, that shows you something. We had you know, we had pretty strong data as well on the education side that showed, you know, the more people who took courses, got cert- certification at an account, those accounts were healthier as well. So it goes mm-hmm. back to, again, it's the, um, you know, the, kind of the feet on the street, the usage of the products, yeah. uh, the assumption of learning grow if they're consuming learning and growing and that includes you know the knowledge sharing community then the this the, the the likelihood of your product being stickier in that account is going to grow
0: did you ever look at kind of like nps type scoring as part of that uh modeling
2: we did and you know nps is kind of a tricky one um so we had Qualtrics integrated with the community and we were we were surveying you know kind of very short survey, basically you know Number one, measuring deflection. So, did you find the information you're looking for? Are you planning to call support after your experience? Uh, we did ask the NPS question. The challenge with NPS in community is that you know you, you're literally getting a 60, 60 to 90 second uh, experience for the customer. And so, is their NPS truly related to the community? Is it truly is it related to something else?
0: And, yeah, exactly.
2: So, and it would typically trail. I think our our higher level NPS scores for the company, but you know, they were positive, they were good, but I don't think that's necessarily for, you know, for an online experience, that should be the uh, necessarily the benchmark it was sort of a, I think an indicator of the other things were more, uh, were more relevant for us. Mm.
0: You know, you had a, again, unique experience kind of a, as a way to kind of close uh, our conversation. One of the unique things that I've, just from talking with you, is that you've had an opportunity to kind of get a community started in a very accelerated state right especially from for domo is there uh kind of looking back at that experience is there something uh you've learned from that experience that you would kind of advise others or saying hey this is the first thing i would go do for you you know you know kind of like words of wisdom type of uh, thoughts uh in that
2: oh yeah that. so i mean everything is, is a learning opportunity and you know by no means that i know everything coming into when i did you know what i did at domo but i would certainly suggest that. Regardless of where you sit in the organization, because as I said earlier, we're now seeing community become this new horizontal that's serving, you know, the marketing team for advocacy, um, <clears throat> engineering for in- for innovation, content for education, and deflection for support. Regardless of where you sit in the organization, because I sat with inside of uh, client services, I think you need to take a step back and have a strategy, and say first of all, okay, how, you know, what are the metrics that my C are being measured on? Are we are we a, are, is our focus on growing revenue? Is our focus on growing profit? Is it both? Is it something else? Yes. Yep. How does that cascade down to, you know, my executive, my direct report you know, my VP um, or my C-level executive that I report to, you know, what, how are they being measured? So you've got to get complete alignment there because if you don't have alignment with, with your immediate management team, it's going to be very challenging to get that support. So as you get clarity on, all right, wh- how am I going to be measure f- for success in community? What's the value that we're going to bring to my immediate vertical? That's sort of number one you get that alignment from there, you can then draw a strategy on, okay, how do I then get from point A to point B and and establish, okay, what's gonna be my beachhead to deliver on that value in the first you know one or two quarters? And the longer term, think about, because again, I think you need to think about community being holistic across the organization because it's really driving value across the business. How am I gonna deliver the value now? If I sit in client services, how am I gonna deliver value to the engineering team? How am I gonna deliver value to the marketing mm-hmm. team? i mean, it to deliver to the, uh, to the sales team. Uh, then of course support. So think about that more, maybe more as a longer term, if it doesn't align with your immediate uh, needs, but get that alignment certainly with your immediate chain of command, because they're the ones who are going to be providing you the required resources um, as far as headcount and, and funding to drive the right platform. Yeah. And then of course, as you're developing that strategy, you've gotta go out and get the voice of the customer as it's being captured today. So you gotta, you gotta say, okay, Conversations are already happening with the customers. Who's having them? You know, top to the salespeople, the account executives, your CSMs. Go on a roadshow and talk to those power users of the product, because the customer, the company needs to know. If they don't know, if they don't know who, who your top customers are today. Then you know you might think twice about working there. But uh, you certainly want to be interviewing the power players of who's really pounding the product today, and get their perspective for better for worse on what you know what do they want to talk about what do they you know what do they envision in the community collect all that information it's not going to be necessarily a decision by committee but really you know boil it up to you know three to five core topics and conversations and that's how i recommend you launch because again you do not want to boil the ocean and have 100 conversations happening you've got to start small you've got to drive a lot of content or a lot of conversation or traffic into those uh few conversations and then from there the newer conversations are going to uh, to emerge, and of course, as you do that, you want to make sure that um, you know again the metrics that you've signed off and agreed upon are aligned with the ones that go up your uh, your food chain. As you start delivering on that, you show value. You can then go and start to advocate across the organization. Say, so, okay, now we're going to add an ideas exchange. Or now we're going to you know integrate this with the advocacy program or now we're going to uh, you know, work with the education team on creating and harvesting more uh, content. Then you start build, having a kind of a food chain or a, a building block of uh, deliverables that can add value across, uh, across the business.
0: Excellent advice, excellent advice. Uh, Chris, did you have any uh, final closing thoughts?
1: I, I do, I, I think, Donny, this was really, really good. It was, you got me excited about what I need to go do next um you know for my community so you know this is this is this is really good so thank you that's really all i
2: have <laughs> well i, I enjoyed trying uh, to the conversation with you guys again pretty much appreciate you having me on um uh, beers over beers
0: oh man i love it yeah no thank Dan, uh, you know donnie thank you very much for your your you know telling us taking us through your story right uh because it's a story that's shared by uh the folks want to hear and they you know it's, as we are all community members ourselves we would like to share our experiences with others to help uh, others build their own right and i thank you very much for spending that time with us
2: thanks guys much appreciated
0: thank you, you donnie very much uh donnie i'm sorry i keep mispronouncing your name but uh, once again this this has been um, another episode of peers over beers this is michael sandoval
1: and i'm chris detzel all
0: right thank you guys very much and talk to you guys later cheers thanks, guys.
1: Bye now.